Martin, do you need to restart your recording so you can actually record, or do you? <laughs> Are you going to be good? I mean, should I? How long have we been talking? I, I, well, it really depends. I don't know. How much recording have you been doing? Um, <laughs> oh, that I could tell you because it doesn't have <laughs> written out. Here. You have a time limit and it you... doesn't tell you how far <laughs> along you are. That's amazing. <laughs> Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Detective Dictionary and a guy who sidesteps more than the fucking temptations, Martin and Brady. Oh, what you do is important. Meanwhile, all I do is invent little people in my head, then make them have imaginary conversations with each other. Welcome, Cassius Green. I hope you have not masturbated today. We need you sharp and ready to go. This week, we are all in someone else's story. One of us, literally. The bigger question is, whose story is it? After watching both of these movies, the only thing clear is that using either a black voice or a white voice can lead to success. It's just a matter of understanding when to do it. With the critically acclaimed recent release of American Fiction and Sorry to Bother You from a couple years ago, the lead performances are fantastic and the approaches are different, but there is... fiction. I think this is one of our more interesting pairings. Um, agreed. And we had to get it in right before the end of Black History Month, though. So <laughs> that too. There you go. And I, uh, but yet I also think it's a good pairing. Yeah, I, I felt the same way too. Well, yeah, it was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to put everything out on Front Street, but yes, it was. <laughs> well, I think obviously. Both all of our first time for American fiction here is this movie just uh, is a recent recent release. But um, had either of you seen? Sorry to bother you before watching it for this. Yeah, I think we both did. Um, I, I definitely yes. watched it about a year or two ago. I had Same wanted here. to, I, and I never did. So this was uh, this was my first time. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was glad to glad to get the rewatch uh, because it's. There's, it's shocking, right? There's, there's some, there's a lot of parts in it, and I remember uh, when when you get to the horse part, you're like, you're just like, what's going on? But this time, when I when they got to it, I was just, I was laughing. I thought it was, it was very, it, it made it much more enjoyable, enjoyable on a rewatch, um, which I was hoping for. So I'm glad, I'm glad, Jelani, you made me rewatch it because yeah, it was there was too much in the in the first place. When I get to that part, um, I typed. What the fuck in my notes? <laughs> yeah, that's the right that's the right response. <laughs> so it was funny because I I made Jen watch it too, and when she when we got to that part, she's like looking over at me, and I'm like, she's like, what is going on? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly what I had the first time. So I'll say, maybe it requires a second. I was not a huge fan of this movie, and I think partially that had something to do with it. Just like the. I don't want to call it a tailspin, but I mean, just the <laughs> completely out of nowhere veer into into that, whatever that is, is, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't, it made me not really, really like it as much. It's, a, it's definitely absurd satire. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think though, it's, it's kind of indicative and the way I felt it, right. The reason why it kind of jumped out to me is because. In the end, he changed into something he didn't want to be, 
right? Because he changed who he was. Ultimately, to to achieve success, he changed fundamentally who he was and what he stood for. And then it, in turn, changed him into something that he didn't want. And that's kind of similar to what uh, happened in American fiction, right? He veered from what his intent was, his goal, just to, like, at first it was just a joke to try to get ahead and say, okay, I'm going to try to um, release a book and, you know, play on what everybody is, you know, what the flavor of the moment is right well, now. Yeah, he, I mean, he and, wasn't even trying to release the book. He was just trying to send it as a, as a total joke. And uh, right. at first, so yes. Yeah. But then he starts playing up because, you know, at first they're like, Oh, we love it. And he's like, well, okay, if you guys are just going to eat this up, let me see how far I can push this. Right. And, and then he continued, you know, when he, we asked him to change the title and you're just like, he's just testing him. See like how far, how ridiculous can I go before you say no? And then it just keeps going and going, and then it kind of just spirals out of control, you know. Yeah, I I really liked American Fiction. I thought it was same. It was pretty pretty good all the way through, and you know there was nothing. I don't know why it was so good. Like I don't, I don't know why I enjoyed it so much because it was it was just very solidly uh, acted and and written all the way through, and it didn't go it didn't go too crazy into the absurd, which I think I appreciated as well. But. Um, but just every little touch and then how it ended uh, all the way up to the ending was, was great. And, um, I, I remember hearing, uh, I think Sterling K Brown got nominated as well. Right. And Jeffrey Wright, I think both actors in this got nominated for, oh, for I an Oscar. I, I guess I, I didn't know, uh, Sterling maybe not off to check that, but, but yeah, I, I remember thinking at first, I'm like, oh, well he's not, he's not doing that great a job. But when they had their scene at the end, I was like, yeah, that he was, yeah. they both, they both crushed it. Um, so Really, really good acting. Yeah, I th- I I liked actually Sterling K. Uh, throughout, I thought, admittedly not in the beginning. You, you from where you first see him to where it ends up, it's it's a drastic change. But um, the uh, you know unsurprisingly, Jeffrey. I feel like Jeffrey Wright's been great since like the first time I ever saw him. Yeah, <laughs> which is, um, uh, oh my god, Basquiat. Um, no, I didn't see Bas Basquiat. Okay. I know that that's where he got. I think I don't know if that was actually first movie, but for me that I was that, that was the first time I that put him on I the map. Yeah. I think I guess is the best way to say it. But I I knew of that movie and I never saw. I feel like that was one of those ones I like almost rented from the Red Box a couple times, and then I just like talked myself into something else that was probably a lot worse of a movie. <laughs> was it Shaft? <laughs> where he was people's hernandez it could have been a, a multitude of things from the red box I, I don't think i was winning uh any awards for like quality of movies uh that i was watching at the time but but he's great in everything he's he's done and it's kind of nice to see him get a uh all the acclaim he's gotten yeah an astronaut so so i i got it here uh best picture nominee Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor for Sterling K. Brown. That's right. Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Original Score. So it's got it's got a lot going for it. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's going to win probably a lot of these things. But, um, but no, again, always, not, always but... just good to get nominate, nominated and uh, uh, and a really solid movie. Yeah. I think, Martin, the way the reason why you might have just enjoyed it, and I think I the, one of the reasons I enjoyed it all the way around was because it was a strong satire and it was just a well done, like, I don't want to call it a comedy because it's not overly funny because there's a lot of serious elements in it, but mm-hmm. you know, 
when he's sitting at lunch and he has the discussion with Issa Rae and they're going back and forth and they're arguing about the book and then they get, you know, the, the book, um, the panel comes in and they're like, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, the, uh, the Stagar Lee book. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to go for it. And it's, for me, it's that fuck. And, <laughs> yeah. And then they both look at him like, no, this is not the book that needs to be nominated. Like, this is not a good book. And then they're like, well, it's three to two. And uh, we just think it's time to listen to black voices. And then they just walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was great. And yeah, I, I agree. I like I like that because um, at first you're meant to – the reason he wrote he wrote the book, My Pathology or, or Fuck, um, was kind of in response to seeing that her, her book – was doing so well right and you know you want he wanted to believe that she was this hack of a writer as well and when he sees that she actually has a lot they of agree they agree on almost everything you know and then that's why he's like so surprised he keeps coming back to that and being like well why it's not that dissimilar from your book and she's like no i've i've done research i'm, I'm, I'm working on this and i've been working on this for for a long time and it's not you know it's not the same thing um, so I think I think I like that they did it that way that they didn't just make her character, I don't know. Uh, it's just made it, it complex, right? It's it's not there's not a simple answer to to any any of this stuff, and I think that that's what makes it, like you said, well rounded and 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 just put together very well. And yeah, there's a Jelani in it. Exactly. <laughs> Movies are always better when there's a Jelani involved. I I got my definitely got my attention. I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> it was the it was her her son's name or was it her no, it was the, her ex her ex right I'm sorry, the ex. ex and yeah um erica alexander what do we know her from oh i don't know but she's she's just gorgeous yeah i've loved i've loved her <laughs> since living single back in the 90s. living single yeah <laughs> living single yeah damn but i will say where's the do you remember like most recently where you think you've seen her no i can't i haven't seen her i don't think since since the, i'm sure i have seen her i'm sure there was recently, something but, but I, I, I don't I, I didn't look it up she is she's the police officer in Get Out that little Rel goes to say and oh. goes and explains like everything that's going on and they all laugh at him. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> she's the right. lead detective. Yeah. I don't think I realized that was her in that. But I did right right away when I saw her here, I'm like, Yep, living living single. Which living is basically single, yeah. basically friends before friends was friends. I don't see I think the, the mo- I just looked her up. I think the most recent thing I saw her in you guys didn't see and that was Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> She got ten episodes of Bosch. Mary and I are the only two people that, that they're making that show for anymore, and they keep making more. I think my dad might watch it. He should. It's good. Everyone's dad watches watches Bosch I'm, I'm and, and Reacher, <laughs> or Jack Reacher, or whatever the yeah. show is called. Uh, I don't know which one's which. Reacher is the show. Jack Reacher is the movies. Uh, but I, Martin, it's funny the way you said that too. I, I actually think. It's a little spot on with me. I, with why I, you know, ha- kind of liking it, but not really a hundred percent sure. Like nothing jumping out to the forefront of exactly why, but I think it just really is just solid, kind of all the way through. And I think you obviously have the the topic of the movie that everyone kind of knows about, and that's the writing this book, you know, this under your pseudonym and and putting it out there completely different than this than what he's kind of known for. Um, for his African American history, is that was that the category he was being Afri- uh, African American studies, studies yeah. uh, that he was being labeled under? <laughs> um, but like, but, yeah, and like you're saying, like that's not a laugh out loud funny scene, but it's a very funny and good scene. 
Yeah. yeah. 100%. I mean, he's, he, I think, understands why he was placed there, but also it's not where he belongs. And I think especially as an author, you can assume – it's got to be an author who's not selling anything. It's got to be frustrating. Like, well, no one can find my book, right? Unless you're, if you're not putting it out there. And I, I think Issa Rae's, uh, her book is, you know, an end cap and it's got an entire, you know, display for people to find. But it's like, yeah, if you're a struggling author and you can barely get a book published and the ones you do have are buried in a, you know, in a corner that is limiting their visibility, then, yeah, it's got to be extremely frustrating, uh, yeah. to, you know, exponentially adding to the problem that you that you can't get past. And yeah, and he sees an end cap, and it's like here it is. This is where this is where you sell your books, and sure, you know, and he proved that very to a T. I think he was also upset because you know what he was saying is that like my book doesn't necessarily focus on African American studies. Like it's just it's a book. It's a fiction book. And he's like, and it could go into fiction, but because I'm a black author, you guys are assuming that whatever I'm writing is African-American studies. And that's where you're putting me. He's like, that's not where I'm, that's not where it's supposed to be. And you know, the frustration he sees of of being pigeonholed like that. And just like, I got to get out of this. And you know, when he's moving and the guy's like, I'm just going to move him back. (laughs) You know, we don't get to choose where they I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, we don't get to decide where those, where those go. And the, you know, the parallel with sorry, sorry to bother you is, is you know everyone people people assume or people want um the author to write in the certain voice or uh the way that Issa Rae writes as well um and just like when when they're asking him to rap in front of everybody he's like that's you know I don't rap that's not what I that's not what I do but that's where where they they just assume that he he can because he's black and then what he what he reverts to like the most basic like dumbest thing he could think of and right. you know the two words that are just like utterly offensive and you're just like that's what gets the crowd going for you yeah, guys it's because like, it's a bunch of white people that just wanted to repeat the word back right yeah yeah, yeah. sorry to bother you is is a very different movie when you get towards the end but even um in the beginning right when you see lakeith's character cassius and he's working next to danny glover and danny glover tells him like hey this is this is kind of how you got to get by and this is how you get to the top. And then he starts using his white voice and, uh, as, as I would say, code switching. But it was just, it was when I saw it the first time, I'm like, yeah, there's so many times when you just, you know, even when I was growing up, my hearing my mom talk on the phone and she would code switch on the phone. And it was just like, Oh, okay. Well, all right. That would, then I guess that's what you got to do in order to, to succeed. And David Cross, yeah, I was gonna say the the the, 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 the actors they got to be uh, the white voices for uh, for these for these guys um, and girl, uh, you know, was was just unbelievable. Like, yeah, David Cross being the voice and all. Like the very first time it happened, I'm like, what the shit? Like, <laughs> you know, it's what it's startling to to just go to the this white voice audio and then you you. For those that would know, you know, you realize who it is, and it's just like, oh my gosh, what a what a disparity between uh, between the two. Yeah, I didn't even catch Pat Oswalt at first. I was like, wait, did they use David Cross again? It, it then, seemed like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all sound the same. All white voices <laughs> sound the same. <laughs> the other the other voiceover that I didn't realize until I looked it up was the elevator voices Rosario Dawson. 
I uh, same. I, I did not up. get that either. Which yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Rosario Dawson. Yeah, of course. Um, oh yeah, she can so, she can be in more stuff now. Twenty fifth hour. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, she's been she's we've 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 uh, she's come across our uh, our radar here on the pod. She's in the uh, the Daredevil the Marvel series, um, the Netflix Marvel series. Um, she was in Daredevil and a couple of like the other ones like the crossovers. But uh, she did a really good job. A little bit of that, but yeah, it's supposed to be really good, right? I enjoyed it. I it enjoyed all bad. of those. The Daredevil, I think Jessica Luke Cage, Jones was supposed to be pretty good. Jessica Jones and and the Punisher with my boy Bernthal. Yeah, Bernthal. I took the kids to see Madame Web. <laughs> oh boy! I don't know why. Was did. it is it as awful as every? It was pretty bad. Single. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but my kids were like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like it was just a Marvel movie." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I guess, guess but." Get some Sydney Sweeney action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I bring that up, but <laughs> just <laughs> I mean, it's hard to avoid the uh, the negative comments that are out there about that movie. I know. Like, I probably could everyone sh- be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have listened, but I just wanted. I did want to go see a movie, and that was the only the only thing. It was that or Mean Girls, but Colin refused to watch Mean Girls. The the new one. Yeah, the new Mean Girls. Yeah, I'd watch mm-hmm. the old one again. Yeah, we should. We should oh. probably. Old one was good. Yeah, uh, you guys. I don't know if you guys were watching. Uh, I had a. Uh, are you guys watching? Did you watch the the recent uh, True Detective? Um, yes, it's just I haven't. Night Country. Yeah, I've only I'm only two episodes in though. Oh, okay, Johnny. No, did not. Oh, the uh, well, this goes back to the the first, uh, but the uh, the Coke on Mister Bobo's plate reminded me of the uh, True Detective uh, Spiral. Oh right, yeah. The tattoo thing like, or whatever, the mark. I, I, yeah, I literally as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That it's very fresh in my brain right now." I'm like, I saw that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> "It's like I can't stop seeing this. It's it's, See, but, it's infiltrated." That's that's the part. That's the part of the movie, and uh, and sorry to bother you that that I enjoyed more this time because I was I, the first time I watched it, I was just reeling from what he had just seen, so I I wasn't able to focus on on the comedy of it all. But when he's thinking about, it, he's like. What what should you know? What did I snort? Like, did I take the the catalyst or whatever? And he's just like, "Bro, chill. It's Peruvia." He's like, "What does that mean?" It's, <laughs> you didn't say that. It's what it is. You still didn't tell me what it was. I thought Army Hammer was kind of kind of funny in it too. And again, yeah, didn't appreciate it the first time, but it was funnier the second. And I think it's just again, it's it's one of those movies that just kind of sneaks up on you. It's it's irreverent, like it's out there, and it's. It's not not only a satire, but it's also kind of like that. Like, I think it's actually listed as like science fiction. Yeah, um, <laughs> because of the way the way it ends, and you're just like I'm surprised yeah, it's not African American studies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's got a good cast too, right? It's got Stephen Yoon. Um, yeah, I, I, there was people popping up. I'm like, oh, and oh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah, Tessa was great. Jermaine Fowler, Danny mm-hmm. Glover. Danny Glover's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he already sold them. <laughs> told them at the bar. Uh, uh, which it made me, that reminded me of uh, we still haven't done any of the lethal weapons. We do. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's going to have to happen here. But uh, I just was like, it literally took me a second to realize that, that was Danny Glover. Really? I like saw him and I was like, how? Well, I mean, How'd you miss it? it looked like him. <laughs> yeah. But I just like. You just looked, don't see him. Yeah, he's looked the same. <laughs> like, I was like, is this Operation Dumbo Drop too? <laughs> I, so I think when he filmed the first Lethal Weapon, he was like forty. 
He's getting too old for this shit. Yeah. And so he's been too old for this shit for like 40 years. That's what I mean. Boomers have not aged as well as <laughs> as well as well us millennials and millennials are. So, yeah. Or Gen X. But he's 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should look old. No, but I'm saying when he was 40, you know, he was a lot older than what we, what we are now. Yeah, and that's was and that's I think I saw a meme not long ago and it was like no not it wasn't Danny Glover, but I mean yeah. it was like a picture of you know, uh someone a forties couple. Yeah, and let's it's put like, it this way. This is, think- when we were kids, this is what forty year olds were supposed to look like and it was like people looking like they were sixty. Right. And I'm like, Yeah. I'm 43, man. I don't. That don't look like that, right? I think the the, the two biggest ones are George Costanza was supposed to be like 28 or something when that show started. <laughs> He's fully bald and just you know looked ancient already. And then um, everyone, people always focus on uh, Kevin McAllister's pa- parents in Home Alone, how they were only like 36 or something like that. You know, and she was wearing like pearls. <laughs> people are always like, "How is this woman? Uh, what's her name? What's the actress's name?" Kathleen O'Hara. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, how was she only in? Even if it was forty, you know, like they're like, oh my god, I'm forty, and this woman looks like, you know, she just was wearing, yeah, wearing pearls. Like it's just not yeah. Right. The idea of thirty six, thirty five to forty in the eighties definitely is was very vastly different, different than what, than it, what is. it is right now. <laughs> and maybe every generation says that, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're aging well, more gracefully, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't know about gracefully, but we're, <laughs> in, in, at least in a different way. I did have back surgery <laughs> this year, so <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and we, I can barely bend my knee, you know. But <laughs> we but are we, aging gracefully, damn it! But we look good. <laughs> I'm never, I'm, not, I'm never going to win an award, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> as as I, as I, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I look, we look better than those people did back then and i'm like you know but the 24 year olds i work with are probably like damn man you look old actually most 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 all of them are no one believes that i'm as old as i am that's what i'm saying yeah yeah agreed i think it's the same way i think that yeah in in terms of but it's because we're not wearing pearls and you know (laughs) salt and peppered out (laughs) just just wait until you start uh going to roman and mila's classrooms then you'll then you'll really I was, feel. I it. was there three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. What do you I mean, mean, like meeting other kids or meeting meeting your kids' peers? Well, like, I coach the team, so I'm used oh, to being yeah. around like you know ten, uh, you know boys that are all in second grade and <laughs> yeah. See, it, but in second grade, they still look at you like, oh, that's Roman's dad, right? And then when you get uh, coach Jeremy, but yeah. <laughs> okay yeah coach jeremy whatever but then when you get like closer to like middle school that's when they like really start to they recognize like oh you're older or things like that and then they're like wait you're you're martin's dad or you're colin's dad or you're brecklin's dad and you're like yeah and they're like oh <laughs> you're like what does that all mean are, are you saying negative is that a positive what what are you thinking you snot nose twerp i i lean into the cringe to you know try to embarrass him with all the yeah, <laughs> all the talk <laughs> that all won't the... come back to bite you. <laughs> the way that these two movies just kind of paralleled each other, I thought made them for a good a good fit. And uh, I don't know, Brady, would you hardly agree with that? I and like I said, I you were you pushed that, and I was caught off guard again without even seeing. Sorry to bother you. I was like, oh, really? 
And then, uh, no, I mean, as I was watching it, after I got done watching both movies, I was like, no, that was 100% the right decision. Those were two good movies to pair together. I mean, again, I'm not currently a big fan of Sorry to Bother You, and I, <laughs> I, I know you guys have said in the second watch did you well, but I'm probably going to be hard-pressed to want to watch that again. Um, as much as I love Keith, I think when you when you watch it again, you know what's coming, so you're not hung up on like that throwing you for a big loop. And then you can kind of just focus on the story up until that point and see how it kind of plays out. But yeah, I just it, it it is a shock to the system, and it almost it almost disrupts everything that it's it's accomplished up to that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it did for me definitely. Yeah, that's there's there's just no doubt. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a, and I feel like I remember when that movie was the trailer hit, you know, like in 18 and it was like, we all, as we all have, like we all like Lakeith Stanfield. So it was like, Ooh, okay. He's gonna, he's gonna like star in a movie. And then, and it was obviously didn't allude to any of that, but I mean, it was kind of weird that the premise seemed odd and he was falling into, you know, they were showing him falling into like these rooms while he's a telemarketer and putting him in those rooms, which again, another correlation, you have these scenes playing out, in front of you, which in American yeah, fiction Keith uh, David. was great when he's writing and it goes right into like the story that he's writing essentially co- is playing out in that room. Yeah. And Keith David and uh, they're just that it was cool. Those, that was really well done in both movies um, and very enjoyable. I, I think really more in American fiction, I thought it was like just perfect. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I, I thought there was, I didn't really know much about American fiction going in, um, which I, prefer same um, i didn't i didn't want to know too much um i think that that served me well in, in this case because i thought as soon as that started happening i'm like oh is this what it's going to be is it going to be a lot of keith david and the, are they going to show a lot of the story and the characters but it was really just that one scene and and you know, every kind of every step of the way i think the again the 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 character um of his brother and their relationship was important i think the one with his sister and 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 his mom um he's just a very fleshed out character like it wasn't it wasn't just about the fact that he wrote this book he was this very interesting person i think for a lot of other reasons i love when they were making fun of him and he's able to laugh at himself or when she says or when he's like why what do you see in what do you see in him when Sterling k brown says what do you see in him and uh and she said oh he's you know what does she say in in a sad way uh he's funny in he's a funny. sad way yeah, that's what he's funny in a sad way and it is <laughs> It's it's so true of him, right? Like that's just how he is. He always has that like dour, serious like look about him. Um, yeah. But he's very likable at the same time. So that's just uh, it's and and it's very telling that he can he can laugh at himself and and uh, and see recognize that that's that's what he's about uh, and not you know not get mad at his family or the woman that he loves uh, for for pointing that out. Yeah. So I had a couple questions um, in American fiction. What do you think was the ending to the book or to the movie, I guess? Cause I don't think they, he mentions the ending of the book, but what do you think the, the ending is that they ended up picking? Cause remember when they go through the, the different scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what Adrian Brody wants is obviously not the best one. Adam. <laughs> oh, Adam. Adam. <laughs> Adam Sorry. Brody. Sorry. Seth Adam from Adrian. Is it son. Seth from the OC? I never really watched that show, but that's yeah, I didn't saying. either. Um. Yeah, I had a note too. Like, which was your favorite uh, ending? Uh, 
I, I just like I like the way they did it because yeah, as soon as he started walking up there, you and you and you see Eric Alexander or whatever his girlfriend's name wa- walking in, like it seemed like a Coraline. very yeah, Coraline. Thank you. Um, it seemed like a it's going to be a very typical come. He's going to come clean ending, and and they kind of they subverted that right. Like they 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 skipped over that and just you you already almost know what he was going to say in that moment. So there's almost no reason to really to really show it. Uh, and then they do a couple of the different endings. Um, I don't know. I don't know which which one it is. I like I like the way they did it. I like just leaving it ambiguous. And, um, and I thought it was a creative way to do it as well. To do the way they did. I mean, I felt like it kind of snapped you back into. It was just like one more element to to throw in, kind of on that American fiction front. And I I liked it. I liked that they presented it that way. And of course, yeah. Uh, Brody is looking for the most salacious uh, option uh, yeah. to kind of finish it off, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Did like, you have a preference? Like getting shot is a, that's that that was the one he liked, right? That's a <laughs> that was the one that Brody <laughs> stupid, yeah. and that's why it was yeah, just just dumb. Yeah, definitely the worst one. Like I said, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. wanted he wanted the worst option. I liked the you know obviously going to the confess, but then not any saying anything. My second question is, did he need to confess? What did he do wrong? He created a he created a pen name. He created a character. That's and what he, writers do. And he didn't <laughs> vote for it, you know, in the thing. But I, right. I think I know. There's there. I mean, there's dishonesty there, right? And he should have. Uh, oh, I mean, he he pretended that it was his yeah. biographical. And he yeah know, he made a made a and, it's it's yeah it's fraud to some degree it's not illegal how, how is it how is it I fraud, don't think though? you're I don't mean illegal not, fraud I'm just saying he's he's not misrepresenting himself remember that uh, that author that went on Oprah's uh, book show uh, yep. or whatever uh, one of her episodes where she talks about it was a million little pieces um, yeah, and yep. then it turned out that he made up a lot of the stuff that was on rehab I actually read that book um, afterwards they wanted to see what was so bad and and. It wasn't. It was just like I guess a lot of the stuff James just didn't Fry. happen to him. Yeah, there you go. Um, so it's that that kind of stuff, like you know, right? You, but you can go back up. But he he claimed that that was an autobiograph- autobiographical story, right? It was sold as a memoir, and then later he admitted that many parts of it were fabricated. So like you're just to Martin's point, it's a misrepresentation. When he said when he claimed on the phone, and I'm talking about the movie now that 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 was you know his life that he was a convict and he was he couldn't show it you know he couldn't appear because he was on the run and all this that's that is literally misrepresenting like it's i don't think it's wrong if he writes a book under a pseudonym and and publishes it but then marketing it as such creates a lot more of a scandalous aspect to it so that's where i think the trouble you get into the trouble yeah and it's yeah. and again not really trouble but and he because he did say not factually when they asked him on that one of those interviews like did all this actually happen to you he said well not factually but this is you know the world i know or something like that and it's not the world he knows right that's so that's yeah. the- i think he could have just played it off as that's a character i created and this is that character story yeah and that that, that would have been fine but it probably wouldn't have gotten as much of the no i know it doesn't it doesn't draw the needle it doesn't drive everything but i mean that's that's what he did he created the character that's what writers do so um and then my second question was or third question finally in sorry to bother you omari hardwick the character with the eye patch has his last name blanked out 
Yeah, any, what was that about? I don't know. Any guesses on what that blank was? I, I was confused. I looked up a couple things just to, to see if there were some answers, some things that big things I'm missing. I didn't really find anything on why someone said that he just completely lost his identity, but I don't buy that as like a real a good reason. Like, I it just know. feels like something they did just to be different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I that was, was curious. That was no, I agree. That was one of my bigger, bigger questions too, because I, I thought it was going to come back. I thought it, maybe I, I missed it, the first viewing, and, and was going to get it the second, but no, still didn't make sense. As always, remember that books change people's lives, but podcasts are easier to consume. So make sure you subscribe to this one. Thanks, and go to bed. Stick to the script.